G'day gang, it's Ed and Simo back again to talk to you about some of our most treasured business books. Some of the business books that we got the most inspiration from and think that they will be very beneficial for you guys to try to. I mean, there'll be huge debates over what should be included in the list of the best business books ever. You really do need to be a reader if you're a leader. Mm. It will give you so much insight and give you so much ability to go and tackle anything that's thrown at you in business. And uh, we're just looking through uh, about 11 books or so. The last video and this one, they'll really, really help your business flourish. Yeah, yeah. So, the next one, you claim is the first business book you read. It is, it's the first like serious mm. business book I've read. Wow. I say that, but it is. I read a couple, like, you know, things like When Giants Learn to Dance, you know, yep. Charles Handy's of This World there, a few of his books, and I was in sort of corporate land. And they're really cool books, but they're more on a macro level. Something yep. that was like a business book that I could take and use on a smaller, medium enterprise, mm. really get some quick results, or get something from that book and learn to apply it. The first book I read like that was Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. Yeah. He's sadly no longer with us as no. well, unfortunately. No. God rest his soul. But Tony Shea is a really interesting, was a very interesting character. He set up a shoe company out in America. He did the classic business mistake, I'm going to call it. Piled all his money into his business and then had no money left for marketing. So, and how many times mm. do we come across business owners that do that? So, he had to build up his shoe business with no marketing budget. So what he did was he used an element, I don't want to tell you what, what he did almost, but he mm. used one element of his mm. business that was already being done operationally as his marketing ploy. So he had to find no extra money, he just had to labour on that point and he started mm. a shoe company. I think it was from the back of a 40 foot trailer to mm. begin with. And he built it and built it and built it. And then uh, by the time he'd finished, in a relatively short space of time, mm. he sold it to some really small outfit called Amazon. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, I think he worked Jeff. with some guy, Jeff. But yeah, so Tony Shea was working with uh, Jeff Bezos for a while. Wow. Uh, Jeff Bezos bought his company relatively quickly, in just a few years. And in the book, it tells you a bit about Tony's life, how he stumbled into all this stuff, a little bit of a clue on how he set up his company with no marketing budget. I think that really, it's like an applause, a little nod to you know what can be achieved with an entrepreneurial mindset. How to grow and grow big business from humble beginnings. Yeah, great book. The next one, zero to one, Peter Thiel. Yes, the German-American. Right. I think he's born in Frankfurt, actually. Because <laughs> I'm interested in Peter Thiel. I've never met him. If you're watching, mm. Peter, I'd love to meet you. I'll even buy the drinks. But he's just a very, very interesting character. So Peter Thiel is the guy behind. Do you know much about this guy? No, I haven't read this one. Do you know the, the guy, Peter Thiel? Peter Thiel's the guy that helped set up there was something heavily involved in PayPal, and he was involved in the buyout for by eBay when they bought PayPal. All right. And that elevated him from doing a really blooming good job to doing a really blooming good job with lots of money. <laughs> and then Peter has this uncanny knack to go and have a look at bits and pieces and work out where they're heading to make his investment decisions. <laughs> so he went from the sale of PayPal to eBay with <laughs> his newfound wealth. He then dropped half a million dollars into some small little company called... Facebook. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then after he put his half a million in, almost overnight, I think it was relatively quickly, it was then valued at 4.9 mil. And it used to be a lot of money then. Mm. And he's now gone on, and I think he's a venture capitalist now. So he's a multi-millionaire, probably billionaire, could quite, could quite easily be. 
is a venture capitalist that runs around and spots all these opportunities. Mm. Zero to one explains his strategy. It's really good to have an investment strategy or a buying strategy mm. in business. Zero to one is very interesting because it's mm. the difference between growth and scale on one respect, but it's like scale plus. Right. So growth is, I'm just trying to think of a good example. Let's say you make widgets. Let's say you make glasses, mm -hmm. right? And you have a process that makes one pair of glasses mm -hmm. and then you invent something and all of a sudden you can make a hundred pairs of glasses and they're all selling. That's mm. growth, right? Now, I'm gonna put words into Peter's mouth even though mm. I've never met him. He probably wouldn't invest. What he's looking for is new. And most mm. businesses just copy, recreate, mm. and add one plus a percentage. Mm -hmm. um, whereas he's talking about zero to one is, it doesn't exist, and we're going to create it, and all of a sudden it's going to take off. So it talks about real breakthrough products and how then they become head of their market and how they can go and lead to monopolies. So it's all about massive growth, and they're for a go-kart track mm. owner. You know, you, you should be looking at the go-kart track and, and making sure there is growth, mm. probably trying some of the stuff we've talked about in other videos, mm. but there's probably something waiting to go from zero to one. Hello, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but this is why Jordan is the first thing that... <laughs> I, I, I just, as soon as you've said that, I've gone... And you've just go, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're having an event in uh, June in Michigan, and we're over mm. at Jordan's track, and he's doing something that you need to have a look at if you're a go-kart track owner. Absolutely. And this will get you from zero to one. So there's something hitting the market mm. that you've got to find out about, and we're going to talk about that in Michigan in June. So wherever you are in the world, drop what you're doing, mm. end of June, get yourselves to Michigan. That will tick a big box in terms of the Peter Thiel book. <laughs> I think so. Because it'll be like, wow. Massive zero to one opportunity mm. within the go-karting industry. Mm. And the book will explain how and why that's a really smart move for you. Yeah. Next one. No BS, Ruthless Management of People and Profits by Dan Kennedy. Yeah, the title just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> well, aren't all these book, don't all these books start with the no BS? Yeah, so Dan Kennedy's a really interesting marketer out in America. Mm. He's no BS Ranger books, so he's a really clever switched on mm. marketer and his books are fantastic. Not everybody's a fan of them, are they, Simon? No, no, no. <laughs> I haven't read this one, but I was put on to Dan Kennedy. Yeah. And I was probably told to read the wrong book. Okay. Because I, I can't remember the title of the book, but I didn't finish it. No. And and I think it's because it was B to C rather than B to B. But I'm yeah. just reading it going, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. You, you know, to get into a book, I need to look See at it how it relates. Hey, wow, that's cool. I could do that. Or, oh, that's useful information to have. But yeah. when you're sort of reading and not getting any inspiration, mm -hmm. it's... Yeah, I mean, if you've not come across Dan Kennedy before and you're now sitting there looking at this mm -hmm. video going, how come Simo doesn't remember the title of the other book? It's because Dan Kennedy has done probably 50, 60 books. Yeah. You could fill your bookshelf with Dan Kennedy books. And that would be a smart mm -hmm. move, by the way. But he's got a whole range of no BS mm -hmm. books. But the one you really want to oh, I'd suggest you get into is uh, Ruthless Management of People and Profits. And it just really gets under the skin of business and, and tackles the two things that business owners tend to struggle most with. Mm. One is management, particularly management of people. And so many lose sight of profit. So many people are lost in that world of revenue and mm. you know, 
and growth, but not actually working out whether it's profitable growth or what they're spending their time on. Is yeah. that the most profitable bit of what we're doing? Dan Kennedy will unlock a mm. lot of this. And if you get to have a look at some of his marketing stuff he's done, it's just fascinating in the way he writes copy and, and all the rest of it. Like, really interesting character. Mm. Well worth spending some time looking at his bits and pieces of what he's been up to. and. Oh, some of that Although I never got off on the book, I do believe I've been influenced by the man. Not necessarily by his books. Yeah, because I've probably been yeah. repeating stuff yeah. out of his books to you for yeah. five years. Yeah, you probably have. <laughs> you, you know, and, and I know I've had that influence, but I just don't know. Well, he's really good. I tell you, Dan Kelly is really good. Mm. We used to get loads of graduates mm. come to a company mm. that I work at, and they're all marketing mm. degree, which is cool. I mean, it really mm. is. But the first thing we had to do was beat the marketing degree out oh, no. while we go and show them how to actually go and physically get business through the door. Mm. And, the, and a lot of the uh, ways you can do that are just get into the Dan Kennedy stuff. It's a great starting mm. point, and you can build on it from there. So we used to get them to read a lot of Dan Kennedy or... Or we used to just force feed them the information because we've got to get this stuff working. And I know you got a degree, but now we're going to make some return on investment. No BS grassroots marketing. Is that what you had a read of? No. Interesting. I think uh, so it, it, and, it, well, it was recommended to me by someone who was in the B2C. Mm -hmm. And... You know, there was a lot of Bezos stuff in it, so it was irrelevant for my market. So yeah. that is probably why uh, yeah. I feel that way. Maybe this... I should give him another go. Well, <laughs> pick your book carefully. Yeah. I, uh, there's one. It's not. A, it's not an easy read. Mm. One of these, but he talks mm. about how to market into the wealthy. Well, I can't quite remember mm. the exact title, but if you Google "marketing to the wealthy," Dan Kennedy mm. will pop up. It's quite a heavy read, but it's really good at getting your head into how the wealthy think. Mm and therefore how to go and target stuff that they might be interested in to generate additional profit from stuff you're probably doing already in your business. Oh, cool, cool. Right, the next one, mm -hmm. one of my favorites. You read this one? I have, yep. Yeah. This is a brilliant one. This is They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. Now, I've seen this guy live. If you ever get the opportunity to see this guy live, the pool guy, yeah. I encourage you, bite their fucking arm off. He's a really good presenter. He's he? brilliant presenter. Yeah, great on the stage. He, 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 he is magnificent. Now you call him the pool guy, they yeah. don't know who he is yet right. potentially. Why do you so, call him the pool guy? So this guy, he started off life, mm -hmm. he was a partner in a pool company. They made fiberglass pools. Mm -hmm. They were going through a really tough time mm -hmm. and he, and, and they were on the brink of collapse I think. Mm -hmm. and he came back and he got into content marketing. Basically what he did was all the questions his customers were asking, yeah. he would write articles on them. You know, he, he, he'd, he'd go, he'd slog away and, and try and sell pools by day, come home and at night write these articles yeah. every night. Yeah. And all of a sudden... You know, and he's writing these articles that the customer was Googling for. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be something like fiberglass pools yeah. versus concrete pools, mm -hmm. right? Which is better? Yeah. You, you'd search on that, and that would come his article first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he'd write an article on the pros and cons of each, and it'd be it'd be unbiased things like this. And he was never afraid to talk about price. Yeah, 
and it 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 is just a brilliant concept. But he propelled that pool business to be very, very, very successful. And, you know, they were top search ranked for all sorts of things. Yeah. I think they're still going, aren't they? I'm yeah, sure, they're I'm still sure going. They're still, they're still he, going. And he's, he's gone off and on the back of this mm -hmm. created his own marketing consulting company. Yeah. You, you know, but this this is a brilliant read. I, I was put onto it, you know, as soon as I heard about it, I just had to go out and buy it. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and he talks, and he, he gives you, he talks about the big five. Yeah. And he gives you an outline of the sort of stuff you should be writing. And, yeah. you know, you will start to see some of this stuff come up on, on, on our blog on the website. Yeah, and I think uh, in, in this day and age, it uh, has been for a long while, but you've just mm. got to keep stuff getting out there to your yeah. audience and, and how do you mm. maintain that? It's not easily done, it's simple to do that. Mm. So it very, it's very simple, but what on earth do you write about? Mm. He just takes the questions they ask and then he goes and answers yeah. them. Keys in the title. If you've ever been customer facing, you already know the questions they ask. Yeah, the same old, same old that you get day in, day out. You know, so I'll be ringing up and going, how old do I have to be to ride your go-karts? That's right. How long does it take to go to a session on your kart track? Yeah. Can I turn up on the day and get into a go-kart? What's the largest group size that you've got? I can almost guess some of the mm. questions you get asked mm. all day long. And you could just write about mm. that or even write about why a group of 20 is mm. the most optimal number to go and race around a go-kart track. I don't know how many you get on your track. Mm. I mean, if I make it so that people are thinking, I want to get 20 mm. people down the go-kart track, that's going to be a great day. Mm. You can start to use that to shape your world. Yeah, yeah. The next one. Here we the go. The hardest read on the list, I'd say. I'm going to agree with you. Right. <laughs> Influence the psychology of persuasion by Robert Caldini. Yeah. Now, I haven't read this one. He's got another book called Persuasion, isn't it? It's something like that. He writes very... I've, I've read one of them. I, I can't remember which one. And the, again, I'm only halfway through yeah. because it's a bloody tough read. The book's thick. Yeah. It's got really small print. It has. It's, and uh, there's no real space no. around. The... Robert, you need to have a chat with your publisher, my friend. <laughs> But the content is, the content's pretty intense too. It is. But it is cool. I've, I've read Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion, and it's one of those books where I read it and then I've had to go back and read over as I'm going through just to make sure I've, I've understood what's going on. Oh yeah. It's a tough, tough read, but it was definitely worth the effort. Life is all about persuading mm. people to do stuff. Yeah. So whether that's make a sale or to come and work for you or mm. to stay with you. <laughs> He looks at the psychology of what's really going on, and as a result, you just certainly if you're leading a business, it will really give you an insight mm. to you know potentially ways to go and like make it a lot more easier for you. Mm. You know, I'm not going to pull any punches, it's a bloody tough read, yeah, it really is, isn't it? Yeah, Robert, have a chat with your publisher, my friend, get a few diagrams in there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> spread it out. I don't mind if it's like a volumetric mm. book size, I'll still buy your books. Help us, my friend. I mean, the content's great. The it content is, really is great. Really is top notch. But it's just difficult. It is. Read. Like, yeah, we've got to tell you. Um, oh, we're going to be honest with you. Mm. It is a difficult read. Mm. But, you know, hey, read it and then come and hang out with us in Michigan <laughs> in June and uh, we, we, we can all talk about it together. <laughs>
the next one yeah. is one I threw in 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 the ring at the last minute because yes. I thought it was I thought it was a great book for go kart tracks and, cool. and and it's a thin book yeah yeah it is I think I think I was able to read it mm -hmm. on a train journey from Camberley to Birmingham okay and back. So it's a four-hour train, four four and a half hour train journey. Now that's either because you're a really quick reader or it's a really small book. I don't know which it is. Yet. It's quite a thin book. <laughs> it's quite a thin book. Um, well, maybe it was two trips. But anyway, <laughs> this is called Tribes. We need you to lead us by Seth Godin. Godin, I call it. Well, I you know, I call it Godin. I call it Godin. God in. <laughs> but a lot of people do. Well, maybe that's that. Maybe that's just my Australian English and your. English English. Whatever you call There's only one English English, by the way. I don't care how many Americans are listening, it's English. Now I've just had uh, lost half the audience, mm. but that's cool. But but tribes talk about building a group of very loyal followers. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, a group of raving fans. You know. Uh, but it's got it's got lots of levels. It's a really thin book, mm. it's got lots of levels to it, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So Seth Godin is a really prolific author. I've, I've heard his talks online and I've got a lot of time for him. Mm. I struggle with your books a little bit, Seth. So I'm just going to put that out there. Mm. I've got, but I know people who swear blind by Seth Godin's books. Now, I would still read any book he produces, I'll read. Mm. Um, Lynchpin is one of his other books and that's well mm. worth your senior management team having a read. And it enables your senior management team to understand mm. what makes them invaluable in your business. So that's a really cool book for employees. Mm. But if you're the, the business owner, I'm suggesting Tribes, we need you to lead us so on one level. It's all about how Tribes is a really good idea to go and get people together. Mm. But on the other level, or well, this is what I got from it, <laughs> on the other level, you've got a bunch of people that work for you who are crying out for you to lead them. Right? And, you, and nobody has to wait yeah. to be asked to be a leader. Right? So... Now, it's fine if you have got already got natural leadership ability and people are willing to follow you, but you should be hiring people that are better than you anyway. So if you get somebody who's a really strong leader comes along and all your staff start to follow, well, great if you're on the same page, but there's a real danger that they might not be. So in, in, this is why I say it's got levels. Uh, uh, th that's very interesting that you say that, because I can... Uh, thinking about it, yeah, I, I can see that. I read that book. Yeah. What did you get for, from it? <laughs> well, well, I I I read that book. Yeah. To grow something we were developing. Okay. So the mechanics academy we've got. Yeah. The the following the mechanics academy, the following for our newsletters, mm -hmm. and the following for our spectacular. Yeah. I could see something developing there, you, you know, so I read it and was looking for information on on how to join all those things together and make it work and and, and grow it. So I was looking at it for, to, to, to grow a bunch of raving fans, you, you know, customers who no love and trust us yeah yeah and you know become more loyal and and, and all of that sort of stuff and I, I guess to be a leader for the go-kart industry yeah yeah whereas you've read it and you've taken a total you, you've taken oh. it from 
the leadership of an organisation. Well, yeah, because I know Seth's very much about, I think, I'm putting words into his mouth, about the, about the leader of the business. So I'm looking at it going, what does this mean to a leader of a business? But I know when we first met, I was involved in a slightly different business. But we'd got a few hundred business owners were, were coming to us to come and well, get help and advice. But along the way, they were coming to a few events we ran. Um, people would come up to us after the event and say really nice things because mm. they used to come all the time, a couple of hundred people at a time would turn up and we'd go from the stage and talk about a few ideas. They'd go, oh, it's great. We love coming here because of this, this and this. And we love coming here because I got this mm. nugget of information. Mm. And I love coming here because I found, and this is what they tell us. Mm. But what we never really said to them was back in the office, we knew that they weren't right. If we ever thought we were the stars of that show, we got a problem. And the real thing that made 200 people turn up time and time again was because they all knew each other in the room and there was all the little in-jokes and they all felt part of a tribe so they turn up where they're going this is great I'm in a world where everybody understands each other and like we've discovered it and it's our little thing now they're telling us it's because they've had some great business information and we did do that but like we never lost sight of the fact that it's got nothing to do with us we could have just put a cardboard cut out on the stage and stood back you also (laughs) You also created your own language there, didn't you? Uh, we did, yes. Yeah. So that was, so I probably never said this, it's on video, we might as well go for yeah. it. And that was a conscious effort. Yeah, I know. I, have I told we, you this? We've, we've just, well, I've plan- discussed it with you, yeah. The, the whole planning of the spectacular, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, for the first spectacular, yeah. you unloaded a lot of this on me. That did I, there you go. So, so you, you know, and, and you know, where. We're spending more time, you know, picking the menu and the venue than we are the speakers. Oh, yes. Now, this is going to surprise a few yeah. people, but this is the sorts of stuff that's settled. Mm. Well, anyway, let's put Seth to mm. one side. But if you're going to go and create your own tribe, it was more important about where people were and what the environment was. Yeah. So when they turn up, they go, wow, it has to be a little bit aspirational. Mm. There's all these other things in there that just start to really work in your favour. And you get people going, this is this is nice. Oh, we're stopping over at the hotel. The beds were comfy. There's a really great person. Remember John at Hamry Manor? Oh, yes. See, now, John at Hamry Manor is a hotel we used to host some events in. And John is the guy that works at Hamry Manor Hotel. And he is one of the best people you mm. could ever have looking out for you and a group of your contacts, mm. friends, whoever. Mm. He's so thoughtful and so on the ball. Mm. Everybody's going, he's lovely. Now, we're going back, we go back to that hotel all the time because John's there. Mm. So we know when we turn up, like we don't, we have to do less now. We just want mm. the tribe to be their own tribe. And there's some of the clues on how we've done that are in this book. Mm. So once they become their own tribe, once the people at your track turn up because the same people are turning up regularly mm. and they're racing against the same people and all the jokes are in there and they've got their own language mm. and they've got, you know, woof, that your business is. Never going to struggle. Mm. <laughs> we digressed a bit there. We did. It was useful yeah. though. No. So, feels like we've been talking for about 12 years on books. So, don't ever get us talking on books. <laughs> you can see it's a passion <laughs> for us. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we'll be here all day. But, we can't do that. But if we have left off any books that you think should have been on the list, put them in the, in, in the comments below. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to hear what they're reading, and maybe we'll pick up a few new reads ourselves. And if you want a book, mm-hmm. here's a brave offer. Yeah. Uh, write to me. I'll send yeah. you a book. So if there's something that we've just mentioned on at that list of eleven for this mm-hmm. video and last, and you want a copy, write to me or leave me a message. 
and I will get a book out yeah. to you. Let's hope this doesn't go as bad as the Hoover offer for America <laughs> and uh, going bankrupt just <laughs> overnight, or me specifically. <laughs> but hey, if I go viral with that, I'll make headlines everywhere. <laughs> I might write a book about it. <laughs> cool. Oh, well, you know, if we get a few books off the list below, that'd be good for the plane ride to Michigan. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll see you there. Hope so. Anyway, it's Uru from me. Cheerio from me. And we'll see you next week.